listening to sci-fi tv rewatch my name is dave and this is another edition of take five tonight i'm going to preview one of the more unusual shows to debut this genre season the sci-fi network's blood drive genre fans have been treated to a science fiction renaissance on television over the past five years as virtually every network cable and traditional has jumped on the bandwagon but none have made as big an impact as nbc universal's sci-fi Pairing space tales like Dark Matter, The Expanse, and Killjoys with the Sharknado franchise, the rebranded little network has risen from the ashes to claim a role as a major player as we reach 2017's midpoint. Now, ordinarily, I'm not attracted to shows like Blood Drive, but when the network describes it as the show cable television will regret ever letting us air, you know I have to give it a watch. Created by James Rowland, the 13-episode season will air Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, beginning June 14th on Sci-Fi. So what is Grindhouse? Because that's the way the show is described. You may know the term from the 2007 Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez film, but put simply, it's a term for films and television shows that are deliberately exploitative through excessive sex, violence, blood, or gore. The sci-fi trailer promises each week of the series will feature a new grindhouse inspiration. Cannibals, monsters, cults, lawmen, nymphos, Amazons. Wait, what? No zombies? Now, Blood Drive is set in a dystopian near future, 1999. Well, or past. (laughs) I love the fact that it's 1999 and they're calling that the future. The series starts in the California territories and features a former cop, Arthur, played by Alan Richson, who's forced to partner up with Grace Dargento, played by Christina Ochoa, who's a dangerous femme fatale who has an agenda of her own, and they take part in a death race where the cars run on human blood. Yes, that's right, human blood. Mockingly called St. Arthur, He's a member of a privatized police force and is trying not to get caught up in the we kill because we care mentality of the new force, which harkens back to RoboCop's draconian approach to law enforcement. He actually wants to do good, tells the story of a cop who let him go when he was a little kid and how he wants to return the favor. However, instead of arrest reports, the cops bring in the teeth of the bad guys. Ten teeth by Friday or I'll have yours instead, the captain tells Arthur. But he gets caught up in a warehouse that houses Julian Slink, god of the stage, who, as it turns out, works for or with Hart Enterprises, and he's the ringmaster of this annual death race. He ends up getting paired with Grace, who we meet in the episode's opening scene, driving a red Chevy Camaro. So, okay, so far, Julian Slink, god of the stage, Heart Enterprise, sounds like a corporation. All right, stay with me. So Grace wants to win the $10 million prize to save her sister from we don't really know what. The first race is L.A. to Arizona, and as you might expect, there are a lot of great racing scenes, some great stunt driving, primarily in Grace's late 60s Camaro. In the opening scene, we see her race baiting a Mitsubishi Lancer simply to, quote, fill up her tank. Each day, the racers are given a prescribed route, but 
The catch also is that they're implanted with devices that can reduce their heads to brain jelly should they break any rules or try to leave the race for that matter. The race is broadcast on closed-circuit television, not unlike the Hunger Games. And, oh, by the way, the last place finisher dies. So when Arthur gets caught in the warehouse as the race prepares to get underway, Julian Slink asks the crowd, friend or fuel? One of the highlights of this first episode revolves around the relationship between Grace and Arthur. He still doesn't understand the world in which he finds himself and continues to put himself and Grace in danger. So in that regard, you feel like smacking him across the head a few times once he should realize what he's gotten himself into. Finally, Grace breaks it to him. No one makes it to the blood drive without a little psycho behind the eyes, pal. Everybody, she says, has something to prove. So some of the characters we're introduced to in the first episode, Grace Dargento, who has an oral fixation, the ever-present cherry lollipop she sucks on. When she doesn't have the lollipop, there is gum she's constantly putting in her mouth. I'll let you interpret that how you will. Arthur, a.k.a. Barbie, she calls him Barbie because he's so pretty, impetuous, but he does possess good intentions. Christopher, Arthur's partner, while not as noble a lawman as Arthur, he is loyal and doesn't leave his partner to fend for himself. Julian Slink, perhaps the most compelling character in the first episode, plays the Blood Drive's ringmaster. And then one of the pairings that we do get to see, the gentleman and the scholar, as unlikely a race team as Grace and Arthur, they maneuver a late 60s Mercedes through the race. Now, I mentioned Hart Enterprises earlier. Turns out they make or control virtually everything from police radios to candy bars. So is this the precursor to the evil corporation taking control of the city, state, country? Sure seems that way. So let's recap. We've got the Blood Drive, which features blood-fueled cars racing from L.A. to Arizona in the first stage of a race with a $10 million prize. We've got an evil corporation that has its fingerprints on everything, including law enforcement. We've got secret fracking going on as humans are hooked up to tubes, so we don't really know what that experiment is all about, but we do see it. Did I mention we have evil androids? Grace wants to win so that she can save her sister from something and then set the two of them up for life. And then we've got St. Arthur, who simply wants to bring down all the bad guys doing bad things. Now, before I go any further, I I just really have to say I'm not sure I've ever seen a show quite like this, and I'm not sure my review up to this point has really done it justice. So there are a few things that I want to flesh out for you, pun intended. Number one, grace. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to drive in a L.A. to Arizona race, Certainly my racing attire is going to, well, maybe not mine, but if, if if I was an attractive female, it would certainly be Daisy Duke shorts and a crop top while I constantly have something in my mouth. Okay, number one. Number two, I've mentioned blood-fueled cars, but you're not still getting the true picture. So let's pop open the hood of grace's car for instance and as we look down on the engine it looks like two huge metal sets of teeth that open close so where does the fuel come from yeah if you guessed 
human body parts, you would be right. Blood Drive is not for the faint of heart because there are a lot of scenes where drivers are filling up their tanks and when you throw body parts into an engine, it's not neat and tidy. Let's just put it that way. I'm not sure how sci-fi is going to handle the language and suggestive sexual situations, both of which are prominently featured in the first episode, but since I viewed a screener copy, I've got to think that the network's going to tone things down a little and dub in more family-friendly language as they do on The Expanse, for instance. So what did I think of the pilot episode of Blood Drive? Well, I'd like to call it a delightful romp full of good, clean fun, but that would be kind of inaccurate. It is a lot of fun, though. I do see how some viewers are going to be turned off by the visual excessiveness, though. But that's Grindhouse. You either accept it or you don't. Now, as much fun as all of this is, without a compelling story and characters we care about, it's going to be difficult for the show to survive, but it does appear we've got both here. Alan Richson as Arthur is a bit stiff, but that may be, in fact, the director's intention. Christina Ochoa, however, is delightfully naughty as she kicks every male ass that gets in her way, and truth be told, she might do a few other things as well. Just saying. Now, if all of this sounds intriguing, give Blood Drive on Sci-Fi a chance when it airs Wednesday, June 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Don't say I didn't warn you, though. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Take 5. Wayne and I will be back soon with another look at Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. But until then, hope you guys have a good week, and Wayne and I will talk to you soon. I threw my love